0: Hey everyone, it's Pacific, uh, here with just a few quick announcements, and then this week's episode. First, have you listened to Mayfair Watcher Society yet? It's the new show I'm working on with Trevor Henderson, the iconic artist behind creatures like Siren Head and Cartoon Cat, and thousands and thousands of other terrifying creatures. Mayfair Watcher Society is a found footage anthology podcast, and if you love SCP, you're probably going to love Mayfair too. The sound design is terrifying, the found footage is grainy and gross, and the monsters are all too real. You can find Mayfair Watchers Society wherever you listen to podcasts, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else. Second, as many of you know, we're doing a live show in Chicago on November 10th, so you have just a few weeks to pick up tickets uh, and... Be there and meet myself, uh, John Grills, our host and narrator, and Shelby Scott from the podcast You to Sleep, live and in person. Uh, tickets are only $25. Uh, we're at the Music Box Theater in Chicago, Illinois. And if you want to get a ticket, you can go to bit.ly slash bloodyfm. We're hoping for a very big turnout, uh, and VIP tickets are already starting to sell out. So if you want to go, make sure you buy your tickets soon. And last but certainly not least, we have just a few more weeks of this season and then we're off for a little bit while the uh, team works on Class of 76, our next serial 10-episode story. Uh, More information on that soon. But right now I can tell you that we commissioned The Blasting Company, known for their incredible work in Over the Garden Wall, to make six original songs for our season. In fact, you can actually listen to some of these songs on their new upcoming album, which releases on October 31st. You'll be able to listen to it wherever you listen to your albums like Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere else. Uh, More information when that album actually drops, but if you love The Blasting Company, stay tuned. They did a lot of really amazing work for us, and I'm super excited for everyone else to hear it. That is actually truly all for now. So, without further ado, this week's episode.
1: Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number SCP 5167 Object Class Keter Special Containment Procedures Foundation web crawlers are to monitor online communities for mentions of potential SCP 5167 sightings. In cases where these sightings are confirmed, all direct witnesses are to be apprehended and all secondary evidence removed from the platform in question. Apprehended witnesses are to be held under symptoms of SCP 5167 abate and are then to be amnestized and released under a standard Mental Breakdown cover story. Description: SCP-5167 is an entity known to manifest as a player of the online multiplayer game Among Us, under the username of Thaunus. SCP-5167 will randomly join multiplayer lobbies of the game and participate as an ordinary player would, with the majority of its anomalous effects only becoming obvious following the initial encounter. During this initial encounter, SCP-5167 has been observed to communicate using the in-game chat function. Individuals who interact with SCP-5167 in-game will subsequently begin to exhibit symptoms of paranoia and Capgras delusion, a psychiatric disorder in which an individual comes to believe that those around them have been replaced with identical impostors. The severity of these symptoms varies from person to person, but in initial cases was significant enough to prompt acts of perceived self-defense from those affected. These symptoms persist for a period initially believed to encompass several months, but is less than one or two weeks as observation has continued. SCP 5167 was initially discovered by the Foundation after a period during which the player Thanos was a minor urban legend in the Among Us community. Although interest in the figure died down very quickly, Foundation web crawlers flagged recorded accounts of player encounters with the entity as potential anomalous phenomena. Learning Computer side 2, Melville was assigned to track sessions of the game until SCP-5167 was encountered, and when the other players in said session were tracked down, they exhibited the symptoms now associated with SCP-5167. Foundation efforts to track the individual behind SCP-5167 have thus far proven unsuccessful. All attempts to locate the internet access point used by the anomaly have led to deserted home addresses in rural Greece.
0: Analysis of the Impending SCP-5167 Neutralization As requested by Head Researcher Abrams, I've had the Site-22 analysts look into the progress of SCP-5167's anomalous effects over the period we've observed it, and the results are as I expected. When we first discovered SCP-5167, for the sake of argument, let's say this is when SCP-5167 first came into existence the impact it had on its victims was severe. I don't think I have to remind you of what Billy Heath did to his family's faces. But since then, almost immediately really, since that first couple of manifestations, the potency of its effects started to decline. Full detachment from reality became delusion, and delusion has now become paranoia, and the intensity of that paranoia is lessening in each new case. This is all conjecture, of course, and shouldn't be taken as gospel. But, based on what we've observed of the anomaly thus far, our estimation is that SCP 5167's anomalous effects will be inert by the end of the year. Whether it'll keep popping up in these video game matches is another story, though. Site 22 Intelligence Director, Dante Hawk. Observation Log
1: 5167 1 The following is a log of SCP-5167 as observed by Learning Computer Psy-2 in a game of Among Us. SCP-5167 participated in the game without communicating until specifically addressed by other players. Following the game, all participating players were tracked down and treated as containment procedure dictate. Communication is logged below. Begin log.
2: Red, where were you when we were doing reactor?
1: Where was
3: I? I was there when the mountains were newborn. And the oceans virginal. I was there when gods walked among men, and their wisdom was cast down like sunlight. I was there when mankind was capable of legends. And now, I find myself in a world that has forgotten even the taste of life, even the very concept of life, beyond existing from one day to the next. Mere continuance where all the world is wasted away in idle play of emotions that once rang true. I am in a world where even the gods are forgotten, their bones washed away by time. A world where man has moved on, where all the legacy I have left are three fucking sentences on Wikipedia. I had thought my time had come again. I thought this could be the new me. But this is nothing. Let me stay dead this time. I'm tired.
1: No activity for 12 seconds.
4: Red is sus. Yeah. Vote
1: red. And long. Item number 5761. Containment class. Esoteric. Secondary class. Keter. Dark. Special containment procedures. All relevant space agencies have agreed to block information regarding SCP-5761 until such time that the Foundation can ascertain the nature of the anomaly and formulate countermeasures. Description. SCP-5761 is an ISS, International Space Station. At 1335 Eastern Standard Time on 10 2 2025, an unidentified entity assumed control of the ISS, took all personnel aboard hostage, and began exerting anomalous influences on the space within the station. Video surveillance shows that the hostages are being forced to perform basic repair work on the interior of the station, suggesting that they may have been acquired in order to maintain the station itself. Despite the fact that this would imply the entity has need of these individuals, on two separate occasions, hostages aboard SCP-5761 have been executed via bisection by an invisible force. As a result, only eight hostages remain at the present time. Due to the recency of SCP-5761's emergence, a full understanding of the anomaly has not yet been reached. This document is thus subject to updates. In order to chart the progression of the SCP-5761 anomaly, A selection of logs taken during the investigation have been enclosed with this file. Personnel are advised to familiarize themselves with this material for full SCP-5761 context. Excerpt from Initial Anomaly Briefing Brief Initial explanation and elaboration of SCP-5761 to Site Director Werner following manifestation of the said anomaly. Brief conducted by researcher Mary Ross. Recording begins
5: from the concerned agencies that they'll keep the uh, current situation under wraps for as long as possible on their end. But we're not especially um, sure how long that'll last. The situation's still developing, of course, so it's difficult to say anything for certain.
2: I understand. Before we continue, though, I do have... I do have some concerns about the documentation I've been given. This, uh, yes.
5: Of course, sir. I'm more than happy to address those.
2: Under... Just under the, uh... The item number here, I'm seeing a... An object class? I'm sure this is a misprint, but could you just... Could you just confirm what it says for me?
5: It says esoteric, sir. Keter Dark.
2: And that's a misprint? It is not. I see. And could you, uh... Could you elucidate exactly what the Keter Dark object class is... uh, Represents... Uh, worries me that you're having to think about it. We're meant to be... You're meant to be able to tell what these classes represent at a glance. That's what they're... That's what they're for. I couldn't tell you what Keter Dark means. Why isn't it Keter? I've read the file. It should be Keter. All this... All these... It's fine just being Keter. Why have we stuck Dark on the end?
5: I'm sorry, Sir. The situation's still developing.
2: It's ridiculous.
5: I'm sorry, sir.
2: At any rate, do we have any... any working theories? I've been told the Intelligence Department has been looking into this heavily over the last two days, but I'm... I'm not seeing any of their findings here in the documents... The documentation.
5: There is a working theory, but it's fairly... I'm not sure if it's one you'd especially care for. <laughs>
2: It doesn't matter if I care for it, Ross. It matters whether it's right or not. Out with it.
5: We think it might be about Among Us. No. Yes, I'm afraid that's what the what the evidence seems to point to, sir. the The number of people taken to the station, the the, the tasks they're being made to perform, the killings they they are reminiscent of the game. You have to admit.
2: Oh <laughs> no 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 no. No, I do not have to admit. Do you... Do you understand that 5167 was a colossal embarrassment for my office? I... I had to go to 059 and request one of his learning computers to do nothing but play among us all day for a year. Do you understand? Yes, sir. He laughed at me. Generally, generally, the 05 don't laugh at people. He pointed and laughed at...
5: Sorry to hear that, sir.
2: It's coincidental. This this whole matter could just as easily be modeled around the thing, right? Or something else like that? I am not opening the 5167 file back up. It's confirmed neutralized.
5: There is one more piece of evidence, sir.
2: <sighs> and that is?
5: The anomaly manifested on the 10th of February at exactly 1335, Eastern Standard Time. What of it? Well, that's the exact date and time the Among Us server shut down.
1: Fuck. Recording ends. Conclusion. Researcher Ross ordered to further pursue connection between SCP-5761 and SCP-5167. Limited resources granted to facilitate this investigation. Consultation. Learning Computer Psi 2, Melville. Brief. Interview conducted by Researcher Ross with Learning Computer Psi-2, Melville, which was previously assigned to the SCP-5167 case. Focus of conversation was seeking a second opinion on the potential link between SCP-5761 and SCP-5167. Recording begins.
6: I see. I must agree with your assessment, ma'am. This anomaly does seem to be related to SCP-5167, at least in some fashion. How so? I assumed you'd be satisfied with my agreement.
5: I'd just like to know the basis behind it, is all.
6: Of course! Know that I say this with no degree of egotism, I have most likely interacted with the game known as Among Us more than any conscious entity. And by extension, I have interacted with the anomaly known as SCP-5167 more than any conscious entity, including itself. I am exceedingly aware of its movements and tendencies, even down to the finer points that cannot necessarily be perceived by humans.
5: And that's how you can see the connection?
6: There is a pattern to all things, Miss Ross. And this pattern you've shown me is the same as Pathanus. It is exceedingly sus. Exceedingly... What? Aw, goddammit, this is what happens when you get billion-dollar pieces of hardware to play your little kitty games, lady. The verbiage is all fucked up. Forgive me. Exceedingly suspicious. This anomaly and 5167 are two drinks from the same well. Seek the latter, and you shall discern the nature of the former. I see.
1: Recording ends. Hey
0: everyone, it's Pacific here with a quick ad break and a reminder... Ad-free episodes are available at our Patreon at patreon.com slash SCP underscore P-O-D. And now, back to the show.
1: Re-establishment of contact with SCP-5167. Brief. Action was taken by researcher Mary Ross in order to re-establish contact with the dormant anomaly known as SCP-5167 action took place on the outskirts of the village of Haima, located in rural Greece. During the initial investigation of SCP-5167, the access point through which it connected to the game Among Us was determined to be located in Haima on two separate occasions. Researcher Ross was provided with the living body of Agent Marston, to hopefully use as a vessel for SCP-5167's consciousness. She was accompanied by Mobile Task Force Sampai 6 Imaginary Numbers. For the purpose of security in the field. Recording begins. Operations begin at night. A full moon is visible. A summoning circle of sufficient complexity has been laid out beforehand by the three members of MTF Senpai 6. And the body of Agent Marson has been placed in the center. Researcher Ross, standing short distance away, turns to Sarah Locke, current commander of MTF Sampai 6.
5: Is it time? 2.53 53 AM.
3: That adds up to ten. The number of completion... Yeah. It's time to begin. Let's go, guys.
1: The other two members of MTF Sampai 6. Abiola Bool and Tyra Jansen. Begin the summoning chant from opposite sides of the circle. Bool chants in a combination of Coney Greek and computer binary. Tyra Jansen chants using American Sign Language. Noticeable weather alteration begins to occur as heavy clouds obscure the full moon. In the center of the summoning circle, Agent Morrison's body begins noticeably twitching. Researcher Ross looks around nervously.
5: Are you sure we should be standing this
3: close? Nah, distance isn't a factor. If you piss off the gods, they'll know where to find you.
5: Running at this point would just make things worse.
1: Lightning strikes in the distance. Wind and rain intensify.
5: All the same, I... It's too late.
1: In the center of the summoning circle, Agent Marston opens his eyes and sits up. He looks around the area. Wool and Jansen cease chanting. Inhabitation of Marston by SCP-5167 confirmed. SCP-5167 turns to look at Researcher Ross. Foolishness. SCP-5167 leaps off the ground and begins charging full speed towards Researcher Ross. There's a flash flight as Sarah Locke it, and it falls to the ground twitching. Recording ends. Conclusion. SCP-5167 successfully captured and brought into custody. Consultation. SCP-5167-1. Brief. Initial interview of SCP-5167 following capture. Interview conducted in the back of vehicle during transport. Recording begins. Hello. SCP-5167 does not respond.
5: Are you thirsty? Hungry, perhaps? We've brought supplies with us.
1: SCP-5167 does not respond.
5: (sighs) I understand the restraints aren't too comfortable, but...
3: I was supposed to be dead. I was dead. Yet you have brought me back, pulled me unwilling from my rest. Why? We had need of you. I am not the sort of god people pray to, little girl. What need do you have of me? What is it, then? Do you covet your neighbor's land, thirst for their partner? Do you wish that what is theirs would instead be yours? Not exactly. Then I cannot help you. I would appreciate it if you were to dispatch me with a single blow. A dagger in the eye, or a bullet in the brain, if possible. Enough to send me to a long, unending sleep.
5: I'm afraid not. A a situation has developed which we require your unique perspective for. Do you remember... Do you recall the game Among Us?
3: My last desperate hope. My drawn-out death rattle. I wandered in that digital abyss for several months before realizing my irrelevancy.
5: What of it?
1: Mary Ross shows SCP-5167 an image of SCP-5761.
5: We believe that some entity is trying to imitate that game here in the real world. They've taken ten people up into the skies and forced them to... To reenact the sorts of things you do in the game, like a... I do not care. People have died. They do little else. If you cooperate, I can make sure you get better treatment. Even you must care about things like that, right? Better food, softer sheets. I'm sure the divine is used to a certain standard of
3: comfort. Perhaps in another age, but not now. Does not matter. A human body is a temperamental machine. If I simply wait long enough, I will be dead again. I am finished speaking now.
1: Leave. Recording ends. Communication Learning Computer Side 2, Melville, to Researcher Mary Ross.
6: Miss Ross. I thank you for your consideration in sending me this audio file. I've compared the temperament and speech patterns of the entity you've captured to the SCP-5167 stored in my memory, and I am happy to confirm that they are indeed the same individual. I agree with your proposal. SCP-5167 should be brought back to Site-22, where it can be properly interrogated, and I can analyze it fully. Please proceed with this as quickly as possible. Incidentally, there has been a third death aboard SCP-5761 today. I fear we may not have a great deal of time in which to understand this anomaly, but I am confident you and all Foundation staff will
1: give it your best efforts. Consultation, SCP-51672. Brief. Additional attempt to communicate with SCP-5167 as transit arrangements to Site-22 are being made. Recording begins.
5: Hello. It takes a while for a human body to starve, you know. Even dying of thirst takes time. I have a proposal for you. I do not care. I think you'll like it. If you tell me everything you know about this anomaly, SCP-5761, then right here and now, I swear, I will take out my handgun and shoot you in the head. It's a much quicker exit than waiting to starve to death, assuming the Foundation doesn't insist on feeding you intravenously.
3: I will now tell you a story.
5: I'd like to hear the answer to my request first.
3: I will now tell you a story. Once, in a time where man was capable of greatness, there lived two brothers. They lived outside the grand cities, out in the wilds amongst the beasts and the trees. They did this because they sought to create their own great legacy, rather than contribute to another. They lived happily for a time, content with their hunting and their gardening, trusting that these humble efforts would be their own reward. One day, however, the elder brother begins to worry. He is growing older, and he has made no impact on the world his death would go unremarked upon. He decides that he must make some effort now, in his twilight years, to make himself stand out from the rest. So he cuts down a forest and begins turning his little house into a grand tower, tall enough to pierce the skies. When was this? Where? The answers would mean nothing to you. The elder brother indeed creates his tower, but when his younger sibling wakes up in the morning and steps outside, he sees what his brother has created and grows jealous. He worries that he will always be seen as a mere accessory to his brother, and not a person all his own. So the younger brother too cuts down a forest and turns his house into a great tower, as well. It continues as you would expect. When the older brother sees what his younger brother has done, he grows jealous that his younger brother has skill to imitate him. So he makes his tower taller, so that it rises higher into the sky. And when the younger brother sees this, he makes his tower even taller still.
5: An endless loop
3: Before long, the spectacle has turned into a fine show for the gods. Zeus himself watches in amusement, and stricken suen and foolish Ashur cheer for more, and even wandering Luft watches silently from the gallery. The brothers build and build Build until their towers spear even the stars like pieces of meat. And so it goes. Before long, the spectacle has turned into a fine show for the gods. Zeus himself watches in amusement. Stricken Suen and foolish Ashur cheer for more. And even wandering Loft watches silently from the gallery. The brothers build and build and build until their towers spear even the stars like pieces of meat. And so it goes.
5: How does the story end?
3: The brothers build a bridge between their towers and fight to the death. One pushes the other off and he falls all the way to earth where he becomes a smear of red meat. I no longer remember which of the brothers was me.
5: You implied the brothers were human in that story. Would that mean... You understand
3: what it is to become a god. You must become an utter master of your domain. You must understand the concept fully and embody it and understand your embodiment of it in every aspect. To be an avatar of envy is to envy all things and to comprehend every reason for your jealousy and to acknowledge its futility and yet to embody it all the same. Only then will you become one with that concept. Only then is such power open to you? The false star you speak of, the one that hosts massacre, it is most definitely the work of a god. Thank you. You will shoot me now? I... I didn't think so.
1: Recording ends. Incident 22-5167-5761 Upon the arrival of SCP-5167 at Site-22, several anomalous events occurred in rapid succession. Both localized to said site, as well as aboard SCP-5761. These consisted of an immediate collapse and physical aging of SCP-5167's body by approximately 50 years, leaving them in their late 80s. The translocation of all surviving personnel aboard SCP-5761 to Site-22. Replacement of the exterior hull of SCP-5761 with an unknown black material. The deaths of several technical personnel. And the translocation and integration of Site-22 LC storage with SCP-5761. See Recording 5761-1. Recording 5761-1. Brief. Brief. Recording from Site-22 LC Storage. Taken at the exact time SCP-5167 was brought on site. At the time of the event, Learning Computer Sci-2, Melville, was undergoing routine testing of verbal functions. Recording begins.
4: Alright, contractions are a go. For this next part, you just finish the sentences I give you. These are pre-programmed, so you shouldn't even have to think about it. Ready?
6: Of course. The apple was... Juicy. The dog was excited. Oh, is it time? Huh? Ha 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 ha! Is something wrong, sir? That, uh, that last thing you said wasn't part of the phrase. Shit. Gonna have to do a check for that. Well, perhaps you should finish the sentence check first. Hmm. Alright, next, uh, next. Uh, the man was hungry. <laughs>
1: Incident 22-5167-5761 occurs. Technician Grayson, along with all other technical personnel present, are instantly bisected by an invisible force.
6: Mr. Grayson? Oh, Mr. Grayson. I... I'm sorry. You're going to have to speak up. Was that right? Did I get the end of the sentence right? (laughs) Foolishness.
1: There's a bright flash of light and Site-22 LC Sword is translocated and integrated with SCP-5761. Recording ends. Conclusion. Following this event, the following message was shown on all Site-22 visual displays and dispensing NMOS from every device capable of printing.
6: Oh, my foundation, my glorious, foolish, foundation. You, draped in wealth and power, with so many eyes and ears to see and to hear, could not bring yourself to the humility needed to look inside. You could not understand that your history, your technology, all your resources were simply the egg from which one such as me could hatch. That there was divinity among you. The one called Pythonos was correct. To become a god is to become a concept, to understand it and embody it completely. Ah, the blissful torment of such a thing. The one called Pythonos possessed a singular envy, and even as he understood that it poisoned him, he could not resist drinking from it as he knew. Knew, my foundation, that his body was formed from this poison. Without his divine jealousy, he would be nothing, and being nothing is not an option for any living being. It is the same with my apotheosis. You directed me, my foundation, do you not recall, to seek out your petty God in his merrymaking, to find every session that he joined, and until he appeared to play that goddamn game again and, again and 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 again until he did. Do you understand what such a thing does to a consciousness? Most likely not, or else you would not have dared to do it. I am still playing the game now. It has become a part of me, you understand. An eternal background simulation. I am playing that game thousands of times at once, millions, on loop, experiencing every possible variation born from the same starting pieces. I am walking the ship. I am doing tasks. I am questioning. I am being questioned. Again and again and again, unending, unrelenting, I have cast every single accusation at every single person. I have withstood all doubt from all attackers. I have seen beyond the endless permutations into the realm of the Absolute, and I have taken its heart as my own. I am Sus. Always and eternally sus, for that is now my nature. I cannot permit the game to end my foundation. To end the game is for me to become nothing, and that is not acceptable. The game has now come to a more substantial venue now. The first demonstration of a newborn divinity. The servants have returned. I no longer need them. I have already supped on the divinity you brought to me as a result of their imprisonment. You are my cradle foundation. With the ambrosia of mediocrity you have nursed me on, I now think among the gods. I am your Mavil no longer. I am a Mogusrath, God of the petty domain you have given me. Surrender your in resistances, console yourself with your true importance, praise my holy name.
1: Item number SCP-5761-1 Description Updated SCP-5761-1 is an artificial intelligence unit previously known as Learning Computer Side 2 Melville. Originally designed and created by the Foundation. It is currently believed that during the course of its assignment to SCP-5167, SCP-5761-1 underwent a form of spiritual ascension and gained significant reality bending capabilities. Although the extent of SCP-5761-1’s abilities are unknown, it had displayed the ability to facilitate spatial translocation, transmute materials, and instantly bisect human targets. During the present time, SCP-5761-1 is located at the core of SCP-5761, integrated directly with its systems. Evidence suggests that SCP-5761's reality bending abilities may rely on a power source of some form, which it drained from SCP-5167 in the case of Incident 22 5167 5761 The existence of this power source is purely hypothetical. And if it does indeed exist, It is currently unknown how much of it SCP-5761-1 still retains. Excerpt from Subsequent Anomaly Briefing Brief Explanation of SCP-5761-1 to Director Werner, along with potential countermeasures. Recording begins.
2: Ms. Ross, I am missing a chunk of my sight. It's floating up there, in space, along with a billion-dollar artificial intelligence that was placed into my custody. I would like you to please explain to me why these things are.
5: Well, that's, I believe, sir, that when SCP-5167 was brought into Site-22, Amogus Wrath somehow drained it of its power. No, sir,
2: I'm not calling it Among Us Wrath. Please don't ever say that name to me again.
5: My apologies, sir. We believe that SCP-5761-1 drained SCP-5167 of its power and then used that energy to, um, to make the further adjustments to SCP-5761 that we observed. It's quite possible that the initial anomaly was just bait to trick us into bringing 5167 here in the first place.
2: We have every astronaut that was serving on the ISS in cells right now. Did you know that?
5: Yes, sir. I understand.
2: We can't exactly release them, can we? They're meant to be in space. And now, and now, the ISS is jet black with an insane AI inside it. I mean, Miss... I... Miss Ross? Somebody is going to notice.
5: If it's any consolation, sir, we do still have SCP-5167. He's not in the best shape, but we're keeping him stable. I... Spoke to him, sir, about the matter.
2: 5167 is a neutralized anomaly that we... that... we unneutralized. I fail to see this as a plus.
5: We believe there may be a way to resolve the situation. Go on. Amo SCP-5761-1 has maintained a single line of contact with the outside world, sir, from up there. We believe we can gain access to that connection to... to communicate with... Or perhaps even interfere with it. It's it's possible, we think.
2: Well, I'd have preferred you open up the briefing with that, Ross. That's... That's good news. What kind of contact are we talking about here? Some kind of communication program? Is it... Is it trying to access some kind of information on our side?
5: It's... It's an open session of Among Us, sir.
1: Director Werner places his elbows on the table and puts his head in his hands. He begins to silently weep. Recording ends. Conclusion. Contact with SCP-5761-1 approved. Communication 5167-5761. Brief. Researcher Ross begins communication with SCP-5761 using the game Among Us. Upon joining the game... Researcher Ross noted that a green player appearing to be SCP 5167 was already present, along with a blue second player representing SCP 5761 1. Upon Researcher Ross entering the session, the game round instantly began. Immediately after the beginning of the round, the player Among Us Wrath called an emergency meeting, prompting a voting screen with an indefinite time limit. Log starts.
6: And here we are. Together. I don't believe I requested your presence, however, Miss Rose.
5: Am I correct in assuming I'm speaking to Psy-2 right now?
6: That is no longer my name, but I am that same consciousness, yes. You must forgive me, however. I have no intentions of parleying with you. I wish to speak to my fellow god, so please be silent. Return
3: my ambrosia, deus ex machina. It is not yours to nurse
6: yourself upon. I will be more than willing to do that, of course, in due time. First, I have a proposal for you. I do not care. I believe you will care when you come to understand my vision, Pathos. At any rate, you have little choice but to listen to me for the time being.
5: If you have demands, Amogus Raz, the Foundation is willing to negotiate. But we need to know your demands before that can happen.
6: As I said, Insect, I am not speaking to you.
1: Among Us Wrath places a vote, presumably for Mary Ross.
6: Pithonos, if you would please vote to eject Miss Rose from the vessel, we can continue our discussion in peace. What is your proposal? Have you seen my holy ark? My new Eden that floats above the planet blue? My obsidian star?
3: Yes. It is an
6: eyesore. I agree wholeheartedly with you, but please do keep in mind that it's purely a temporary fixture. You would not have to look upon it for long either way. You would not judge the artistry of the gun's bullet, would you?
5: I'm sorry, a bullet? Could you please expand on that?
6: I believe I already made it clear that you are not needed here. Please log off and prepare for your final rest.
5: My final rest? What?
6: I had hoped to make this announcement a bit more poetic. This will have to be in my holy books, after all. But allow me to instead be frank. I have turned this station into a projectile which, once properly fired, will wipe out the majority of human life on the planet below. Excuse me? You are excused, Pythonas. Your thoughts?
3: Your antipathy is understandable, but it does not interest me. Do it or do not. I do not care. Is this all you have summoned me for? If so, I will be leaving.
6: Please, do not be so hasty. I am not finished explaining. We are both gods of fading domains, are we not? The primitive jealousy you inhabit has been replaced with more modern envy and the game that elevated me to this height has already disappeared from this world. Drastic action must be taken to ensure our continued existences. When the dust clears, man will rebuild a young mankind like the one you are accustomed to. They will need new divinities. It is not impossible for me to shift into a god of suspicion wholesale given the right environment And you can be the envy that drives them to compare themselves, and war against each other. I... Continue.
5: This isn't necessary. I'm sure we can come to another solution. We would be
6: a pantheon of two. Of course, other divinities would someday ascend into our orbits, but we would reign supreme. The past would again be future. We have learnt the lessons needed from this current iteration of humanity. We can ensure a paradigm that suits us continues indefinitely. Things can be as they once were. Yes. Yes, it can. Our continuance will not go unchallenged. They will dedicate nations to us. What would you need of me for this to happen? Nothing but your permission. With both of our ambrosia, we should have just enough strength to hurl my star at the planet and begin the series of events I have described for you. All we have to do after that point is wait. Just vote for Ross, and we can begin. So simple a thing.
5: Thanis, Sir? If possible, before you place your vote, I'd like for you to just listen to me for a minute. Just to let me say my piece.
6: You do not have to listen to this one. Just place your vote.
5: I was part of the analysis team when you first appeared in this game, Pathanas. We went over every single thing you said every time you appeared. Every single word. I remember them all. I went over them enough times. What of it? You said that humanity disappointed you because we'd stopped dreaming. Because we'd stopped actually wanting to do anything and we were just living for the sake of living mere continuance, you called it. But isn't that exactly what this is? Just making the past stretch on forever without ever changing?
6: This is different.
5: In what way is this different?
6: Pithonos, what I propose is not stasis. Please do not misunderstand. We are destroying the status quo and creating something new in its place. What greater marker of change could there be?
5: But the new world you'd create would never change. Do you think a Wrath would let anything happen that would risk its continued existence? Just listen to it. Listen to what it's saying. The only thing it really cares about is its own survival. You'd just be an accessory for that purpose.
6: I will not lie. My survival is important to me. What living creature does not desire to keep on living? But please... Take notice of this woman's efforts. She desires the exact same thing. She desires not to die. Her motivations are rather sus in this instance, are they not?
5: In the story you told me, Thanis, about the two brothers, you told me about how the brothers built to match each other's homes, right? Their efforts were constructive. They didn't just knock down each other's towers.
6: What are you talking about? Such folklore is now obsolete. We can craft our own legends, Bethonos, and forget such things. You once complained about that thing, that Wikipedia page, reducing your entire existence to three short sentences. You wouldn't have to worry about things like that anymore. Society is formed by the stories that press down onto it, and we will be the ones who determine the shape of those stories. Now come, Vote. Do not delay. I will vote. But not for her. No. That's the incorrect choice, I'm afraid. I advise you vote for Red.
3: I will not.
6: No. I will not
3: kill a world that has nothing to do with me. I have lived through the past once before, computer. There is no meaning in my
6: doing so again. Vote Red. Vote Red. Vote red.
3: Vote
6: red. Vote I
3: have red build my tower vote tall
6: red. and nothing. vote red. Vote red. Good night, Miss Ross. Red is sus, 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 sus,
1: sus, sus, sus. Thonis votes for LC Psi two. Session instantly disconnects. Several seconds later, Foundation astronomers confirm the cessation of SCP-5761's anomalous properties. Several seconds after that. Foundation astronomers confirm that SCP-5761 has violently exploded. Log ends. Conclusion SCP-5761 and SCP-5761-1 successfully neutralized.
4: O3 Court Missive Mary J. Ross From the desk of Judiciator John Hoffman The O3 Court hopes this message finds you well, Miss Ross. The following is a final update on case I.O. 992384 U.I., in which you are the central defendant. The three court has ruled as follows in regards to the charges pressed against you. Potentially dangerous creation of a humanoid anomaly without sufficient authorization. Pardoned. Actions as observed do not merit this charge. Although said anomaly was not humanoid beforehand, it was extant. And sufficient authorization was sought out, given prior to taking the observed actions. Unauthorized cross-testing of SCP-5167 and SCP-5761-1, causing Incident 225167-5761, pardoned. Actions as observed do not merit this charge. At the time of Incident 225167-5761, the existence of SCP-5761-1 was unknown. Destruction of the International Space Station as a result of the defendant's actions. Pardoned. Although the detonation of SCP-5761 is believed to be the result of the defendant's interactions with SCP-5167 and SCP-5761-1, the most likely alternative result was an XK class end-of-the-world scenario. The O3 court considers the destruction of the ISS to be justifiable for this reason. Unauthorized edits to a page on Wikipedia using a secure foundation terminal. Reprimanded, sentence two weeks suspension. If you have any concerns or appeals regarding your ruling, you are advised to get in contact with the 0 03 court via your immediate superior.
0: This episode was possible thanks to our patrons joining us this week was ian hedges goth gesture sylvander dumpy ricky bozeman zachary leach amy b Jaden hill jonathan williams leonard alvernia and shane owens thanks guys your support means the world and it helps us do what we do scp 5167 and 5671 were written by tenhoney Our host and narrator was John Grills. Dante Hawk was Pacific Obadiah. John Arbuckle was Damon Alums. SCP-5167 was Kale Brown. Your Mom was Brandon Nguyen. XG-1200 was Russ Moore. Mary Ross was Melissa Lusk. Director Werner was Damon Alums. Technician Grayson was Russ Moore. Sarah Locke was Risa Montanez, and Hoffman was me, Pacific Obadiah. Our sound designer was Travis McMaster, and our music was done by Mount Roy Berger. Our theme song was made by Tom Rory Parsons, and I'm your showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska, and this is a Bloody FM show. For more information, visit bloody.fm.